you appreciate that. I appreciate the good testimony tonight. And, uh, you know, you take for granted uh, what you have a lot of times. And I was thinking uh, when Jose and Arlene first got here and the boys, they were staying behind the church in the prophet's house. And uh, we kind of take for granted wildlife and different things. And they had a deer back there. And Jose was like, kind of scared me. I didn't know what that was. And, uh, but, uh, Jose and I went to a conference out in California. And so I went early and preached at a church in Newport beach and Jose was in, uh, LA with some family. And I said, well, I'll pick you up Sunday evening. Uh, and, and we'll just go up there. He said, no preacher. He said, might be better if I met you somewhere. I said, why is that? He said, well, our neighborhood is all Hispanic. And he said, you might be the only white guy there. I said, I ain't afraid, man. I said, I ain't, I ain't afraid of that. And uh, so I was the only white guy there, and they sure uh, looked at me like, what is this guy doing here? So I'm just, you know I me, mean, I'm just waving at them. And, and uh, you know, and it's amazing. The thing is, you come from different parts of the country, different parts of the world, and we have something that unites us, and that is that we're uh, saved by the grace of God. And I appreciate that. And uh, Miss Arlene, you're exactly right. Ministry is not easy, and, uh, and God uses us in our imperfections. And sometimes uh, people look at the pastor and his family, and they're like, well, you know, they, they don't do this right, and they don't do this right, and they don't do this right. And, and we assume that responsibility. Uh, but at the same time, uh, and you folks have been very good about this, uh, you've got to learn to extend some grace uh, towards, uh, because here's the thing, Brother Jose, Brother Jimmy, myself, we signed up for this. Brother Matt, you signed up for this. Our families didn't. And so sometimes we think, boy, you know, uh, they're all this great ministry family and all the kids have to be like this and don't always turn out that way. And so uh, we, we're, we're weak, just like you are, and uh, we bleed just like you do, and we cry just like you do. And... Uh, we're trying to serve God just like you are. And so I appreciate that. Appreciate their heart. Ten years. That's amazing. Uh, when you think about it, a lot of, I think I read years ago that the average stay of a Baptist pastor is 18 months. And uh, to, to make ten years uh, in a whole different part of the country is pretty amazing. And so thank you for your hard work. And we're looking forward to what God's got for us uh, ahead. And uh, we had, I went down there. We had lunch with them today. And and had uh, had some good chicken, and they had this sauce they put on the ch this particular mole, right? Is that right? And uh, it's a boy, it's good, but it's a very dark sauce. And I was trying to tear my chicken off, and and uh, it let loose, and I got it all over the place, and it probably not going to come out of that one. So see, I've got a I've got a souvenir for ten year anniversary, right? <laughs> Amen. Matthew chapter 15 tonight, let's all stand together if you're able to, Matthew chapter 15 verse 32 down through verse 36, you'll know this scripture when we start reading it, uh, but I want to look at it a little bit different tonight as we're talking about thanksgiving and uh, gratitude, which is what we should be, we should be a grateful people, should we not? Matthew 15 verse 32 said, then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude. I've got that word compassion circled in my Bible. 
uh, on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat and I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. His disciples say unto him, Whence should we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill so great a multitude? So the Lord said, I've got compassion on these people. I want to make sure that they're fed, their needs are met. And the disciples are saying, Lord, we, we don't have enough. We, we, just, we don't have it. Miss Arlene said it. We're, 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 we're feeble, right? We don't, we don't have the necessary things to meet the need. And we're getting ready to see the miracle of God. At the Bible said in verse 34, Jesus saith unto him, How many loaves have you? And they said, Seven and a few little fishes. So he, did, he didn't ask them what they didn't have. He said, What do you have? That's right. right? So tonight, when, when you think about serving God, he, He's aware of what you don't have, right? Because a lot of times, like she said, Moses, Lord, I don't have this and I can't do this. And, and God said, Look, I know all that. I'm aware of what you don't have, but, but what do you have, right? And He took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and broke them and gave to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. Now look at verse 37. I have this phrase uh, circled. And they did all eat. And I have this one. I have this phrase circled. Were filled. They took up the broken meat that was left seven baskets full. And they uh, that did eat were 4,000 men besides women and children. Now think about that. He didn't feed the... 4,000, the Bible said he fed 4,000 men besides women and children. So let, let's just say, let, let's think about it. If, if all these men had a wife, that'd be 8,000. They all had one kid, that'd be 12,000. If they all had two kids, that'd be 16,000. You see where we're going here? Just had a couple little fishes, a couple pieces of bread, and he multiplied it. The Bible said they... They, in verse 38, as we said, they did, that did eat were 4,000 men besides women and children. And he sent away the multitude and took uh, ship and came into the coast of Magdala. Now, here's what I want to share with you tonight. Uh, the fact is, uh, God delights in our gratitude. In other words, here's what I'm saying. He likes it. Right? He likes to be praised. He likes to... To, to, to hear gratitude, he, liked, he likes for us to be thankful. And it's and amazing when God's people are thankful and when they worship him and praise him, it's amazing what God will do. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for the word of God. I, again, I thank, again, I thank you for those that are here tonight. Thank you for Brother Jose, Miss Arlene, and Timothy and Stephen and their faithfulness and the faithfulness of our church people tonight. We just pray, God, that you would delight in our gratitude, that we would be grateful people with uh, thankful hearts, and that you would continue to bless in these days. Thank you for loving us, and thank you for being God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Seated. So far as Thanksgiving, people can be divided into classes, right? I'm not talking about the holiday or the day we observe it. I'm talking about just being thankful. There are those that take things for granted. Can we say... I'd probably say this, we probably all have a touch of both of these classes in us, those that take things for granted, those, things that, uh, those that take things with gratitude. And it can be mentioned, right, we can, look at a, we can look at a simple piece of bread here, and you and I would say it's bread, no big deal, we can go to the grocery store and we can buy loaves of it. Matter of fact, wasn't long ago, people were making bread, and they had this little starter pack, and I don't remember what you called it, but man, it was going around the church, and hey, 
here's a starter pack, and people do that, and then they'd hand it to starter pack. And what I'm saying is bread to us is readily available. So a lot of times we'll take that simple thing and uh, we'll take it for granted. But imagine here that you've been following Jesus all this time. He says for three days they have nothing to eat. Now, buddy, when you're hungry, that bread will taste like a filet. Right? And, and there's those that uh, we take for granted. Then there are those that approach things with gratitude. That that bread, if you're hungry enough, becomes a whole different thing. If you live in a part of the world where you don't get to eat five meals a day like we do here, and you get a morsel of bread, that means a whole lot more to them than it does us. And so being thankful is the right thing to do. Amen? You say, well, how, what, what's the right thing to do? Just be thankful whatever you got and wherever you are tonight. It is not only the right thing to do, it is also the profitable thing to do because God delights in our gratitude. And so Jesus gave thanks for what was provided and God multiplied the bounty to meet the need. As a matter of fact, the Bible said in uh, verse 36, he took the seven loaves, not that big a deal, right? And uh, he took the, uh, the fishes and the Bible said gave thanks. He didn't say, God, we don't have enough. God, this is not the, the best sourdough bread. I don't know what kind it was, right? I, it, in that day, you know what it wasn't? It wasn't some fancy bread, I promise you that. And they probably didn't have halibut or uh, mahi-mahi or, or uh, walleye, right? They probably had some little sardines that they caught. And, and they said, Lord, uh, God, uh, Jesus said, look, Lord, uh, I'm thankful for this. Amen. Now, let me ask you this. What do you take for granted that you ought to be thankful for? Come on now, help me. Because a lot of things, listen, I, I mentioned it uh, a while ago, half joking. Uh, hey, we must have fed them real good this morning, Brother Jimmy. They didn't need to come back and eat tonight. But you know what? If you couldn't come back to church on Sunday night, if the church wasn't here, there'd be some that'd say, oh, well, you know, you don't have to go to church, serve God. There would be others of you that would say, you know what, I, I, listen, I, I miss church and I, I want to be back there and I can't believe this is happening. The, 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 the perception is different. But how often while it's here we go, well, I'll try to make it Sunday. Well, Johnny having a meal Sunday, I'm definitely going to make it Sunday. I know, I know not our church. But, Brother Gary, there would be some Baptists, even when you're providing all the meat, they'd be like, I don't like turkey. Right? I don't like turkey. You got anything else? Ham. I'm not a ham eater either. Right? I'm just preparing you. Because there'll be some guys that's going to come early and cook turkeys, and so when they bring them out, and they don't bring them out fast enough, or, you know, they don't bring them out, whatever, and you're going to... I got to eat, right? Why don't you go back and think about these loaves and fishes? I'm not going to Yes, I am going to go there. Especially, especially when, when people bring 17 side items and you got a two-liter drink. Take, take, <laughs> Brother Matt, take 14 to-go plates home with you. I'm preaching now. Come on. Right? Yeah. So if Jesus is the perfect example in all things, and the Bible says he gives thanks here, thinking we ought to give thanks. Amen. 
Jesus gave thanks for what, provide, uh, what God provided. God multiplied the bounty of something that you and I would probably take for granted and say, well, it's not that big a deal. So no doubt he delights in our gratitude. Here we see that they had a few fishes and loaves. In verse uh, 34, Jesus said, how many do you have? And they said, seven and a few little fish. Now notice what happened. So here he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. So here, over here on this side, we got some just a couple loaves and a couple fish, right? Then over on this side, the Bible said that all these people, in verse 37, they all did eat and were all filled. Not only that, they took up uh, of the broken meat that was left seven baskets full. So what's the difference between over here where you got a few little fishes and a few loaves and over here where you've got a bounty? Well, I'll tell you what the difference is. It is, uh, it is verse 36. He took the seven loaves and the fishes, right? What he had here. And the Bible said he gave thanks and broke them and gave to his disciples. So here's what you have. Over here you have something that seems pretty basic, pretty minor. Right here you have uh, thanksgiving, a prayer of thanksgiving. And not only that, an act of faith. And then over here, you've got a bounty. So I'm just thinking that maybe, Brother Shane, that God delights in our gratitude. Hey, they're, they're, over here, Jesus was there, wasn't he? The disciples were there. What's the difference? What's the difference between here and here? Simple thing. Thanks. So let me give you three types of blessings we must be careful not to take for granted in you kind of see them in this scripture in verse 32, the common blessing. The Bible, said, the Bible said here in verse 32, Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude. Well, that was not, that, I mean, when you, when you look at the life of Jesus, that was not unusual, was it? Because he ever, almost always had compassion on the multitudes. And so I want you to see that sometimes the very common blessings that God gives us if we're not careful. Listen, fishes and loaves were not that big a deal. They were readily available most of the time, right? What in your life is readily available that you're not thankful for? See, because here's the thing. A lot of times uh, an example of these common blessings is the love of God. Do you realize tonight, I know you do, but I want to remind you anyway... That, that if it were not for the love of God, you and I would not be here. We'd all have our backs broken hell tonight. I mean, if it were not for the love of God, there would be no Calvary. Miss Sheila sang about it this morning. If there were no love of God, there would be no shed blood. If there were no love of God, there would be no empty tomb. If there were no love of God, there would no, be no resurrection. You and I would be without hope. But how often, as I said, uh, do we forget and take for granted the love of God that we come and we sit in our church and we say, man, we can just get through this and, you know, we've got Thanksgiving next week. We've got Thanksgiving, not going to have Sunday night service and going to have a Tuesday night. I don't know if I'll be there or not because that's a busy week for me. And uh, how often do we take our Bible, throw it up in the car and praise God we don't read it. If we do read it, it's, you know, some uh, devotion. I told her our Sunday school class, I said, you know what? Now, if this hits you between the eyes, don't get mad at me. Technology 
has come close to ruining uh, a lot of our society. You, you can have your Bible on your phone all you want to, but friend, you're not going to get any better than this right here. There's something about having this old leather-bound uh, Bible in your hand and open that thing up and actually seeing the words of God. There's something about holding this thing. Man, you, I don't want, Brother Jimmy, I don't want one I can slip in my coat pocket. You say, well, preacher, that's uh, kind of judgmental. Tell you what, this is a sword, not a pocket knife. Praise God, I want a big one. I want one that you can swing that thing. Amen. I mean, if you really want to fight the devil, you need something bigger than a pocket knife. The love of God. Man, if you hadn't, well, I don't feel the love of God. You know what you ought to do when you don't feel the love of God? Go back to the cross. The devil's going to say, God doesn't love you. Go back to Calvary. Amen. Hey, God doesn't care about you. Go back to Calvary. God's left you here by yourself. Go back to Calvary. And we take it for granted. Don't take the common blessings. You say it's not common. It sure is. The Bible said it's available to whosoever will. Right? Here the compassion, the Bible said the compassion on the multitude. And so God has compassion on all of us. You say, well, I don't feel it sometimes. Well, just know it's there. Do you know tonight if God wasn't, uh, didn't build a hedge around you, the devil would kill you tonight? Amen. God didn't have a hedge around our churches. Uh, you know what? The devil would destroy every one of them tonight. Let us not miss the blessing because it is common. Not only the love of God in compassion, but the loaves of God. Hey, listen. Here, understand, understand this. The blessing of God that, uh, that uh, uh, providing what we need. Now, you may not have filet every night, praise God. But aren't you glad God has provided something for you to eat? Hey, you, listen, I know this, Brother Brad, every time we preach, we're not going to hit a home run. But the Bible doesn't say uh, hit a home run. The Bible said preach the word. Amen. Amen. I, I'm so tired of this, this mindset of emotionalism where, man, if you're not swinging from the chandeliers every time we come in church, we didn't have church tonight. It's a dead service. You know what's dead? We are. God's word isn't dead. So the blessing of God providing what we need, things that we take for granted things we may not directly see God's hand in you go to that grocery store listen to me I mean let's just get real for a little bit here can we we're, we're all we're all on the same level here we're not super saints I don't see any halos out there and you don't see any up here how many times do you really go in the grocery store and you say God I thank you I mean, I get it. You go in there and, you know, eggs used to cost 99 cents a dozen. Now they're $4,000 a dozen. Right? You know, hamburger, you used to, you could buy a pound of hamburger and, and now you buy a pound of hamburger, you got to sell a kid or a car. I mean, I understand. But listen to me. You do realize there's places in the world you can go, they don't have what you got. Oh, man, listen, preacher, you go to them grocery stores and they got bare shelves. I understand, listen, I love Keebler cookies too, but just because they're not on the shelf doesn't mean God ain't good. I'm, I'm just saying that tonight there are places, listen, they'd like to have on their plate what you throw in your trash can. Huh? Listen, I'm, I'm not, I, I've seen, I've done it, you've done, I've seen my kids. 
that we've scraped off the plate what some people would die for. You hearing me tonight? God providing for you? You ought to thank him for the lows. I mean, it's common because let's be honest. Uh, Miss Ellen went to uh, the grocery store the other day. She rolled in two, two loaves of bread and one bag. I'm talking about, you know, you can get bread, but there's some places you can't get bread. It's common, isn't it? And we're not careful. We take, we take what we think is common for granted. So the common blessing of the love of God, the loaves of God, and the, the life with God. Fact, fact is, is I, our relationship with God, how often, let's be honest, church, do we take it for granted? I don't really have time to this morning, Lord. I really don't have time to pray this morning, Lord. Too busy. Then we, then we won't know why we don't feel close to God. We often don't think about him until we need him most. You know when we pray? When our back's against the wall. Right? Yeah, I, Brother Jose, you understand this. Brother Jimmy, you understand this. There, there are people in our church like every other. Brother Lee, you know what? When I see their number pop up on my phone, they need something. There's other people, I see their number, they may just want to say, preacher, I've been praying for you. Or, or hey, how things going? Or, hey, let me tell you about this blessing. Uh, that, that, there's some like that. But there's some, Miss Arlene, when you see their number, you're going. This is going to be a long one. Good morning. Right? Right? And don't, don't get me wrong, I, I don't mind those calls, but it would kind of be nice to have them seasoned with, hey, just want to let you know things are going good today, yeah, right? I don't, mind, I don't mind when people have things going wrong, they call you and say, would you pray for me? I don't mind that at all, please don't misunderstand me, but it can't all be going bad, right? It, every day can't be, sometimes there's, the sun shines Maybe you could just shoot a text, say, Preacher, just want you to know I'm having a great day today. Right? You ever think the Lord feels like that? The only time they ever pray is when bam, bam, bam. Right? Maybe once in a while, if he, he would delight in our gratitude, if we say, Lord, I don't really need anything today because you've been so good to me. I just wanted to pray and say thank you. And I just wanted to let you know how much I love you. And I just want to say you've been real, you've been real good to me. Wonder, wonder maybe if that wouldn't get some results instead of, Lord, it's bad again today. Right? Common blessings, but then number two, the special blessings. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, the, the Bible said here, here in verse 32, I have compassion on the multitude. That's pretty common. You can see that all through the New Testament, right? You can see it all through the Gospels. How you, but then in verse 37, verse 36, let me go back there. He took the seven loaves, that's common, and the fishes, and that's common. He gave thanks, that should be common. Break them, gave to his disciples, and the disciples to the multitude. Let me, let me stop right there a moment. 
I, I preached a few months ago about the difference between a disciple and a follower, right? And I know sometimes we interchange those words. But, but I think, and again, I'm not nitpicking, don't call me up and say, well, I understand. But I, to me, brother, a disciple is closer than a follower. I mean, there, there are many that follow Christ. As a matter of fact, in, even, in this, even in this account, um, there's a multitude of people. But then there were these that were closer to him called his disciples, right? And, and the Bible said, notice verse 36, okay? He took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and broke them and gave to his disciples. See that? Now, what's that, what's that punctuation mark there? Not a period. So it tells me that's not the end of it, but God's saying there's something else behind the comma. You with me? It, it, Brother Matt, if it was just for the disciples, which is what we as believers a lot of times today think that it's just for us, God's, bless me. No, no, watch. He gave to his disciples, comma, and the disciples to who? Maybe an altar call is in need right now. You didn't come here just to get fed. There's a comma behind tonight's service. You got fed tonight to go out and feed the multitude. When you, when you study your Bible, God's not just giving that to his disciple, who is you, to put a period there and say, okay, that's it. Now, you're filled up. Go, you know, just go do your thing. No, he, there's a comma there. He said, I'm filling you up so that you can go fill somebody else up. Yeah? And so that's what took place. He took what was common, the fishes and loaves, he, he prayed over them, he gave thanks, he broke them, gave to his disciples, and the disciples to the multitude. Now here's the, here's the special blessing. And they did, what's that next word? All eat. So you see in this special blessing the manifestation to the multitude. And so God is not a respecter of persons. He is available, available and, willing, and willing to bless. So this common was to everybody, all right? And everybody could eat. The Bible said they did all eat, right? He is available, so we should all give thanks. All of us should give thanks. And then as God blesses us, comma, we should go out and bless other people. You with me? Then there's the magnificence of his majesty. Notice this. God showing who he really is. Really is. Again, we'll go back to this. Fishes and loaves. Here's the bounty. What's? What's the difference between this and this? Thanks. He delights in our gratitude and he said, uh-huh, watch this. Bam, bounty. They were not going to eat off this, right? They, they couldn't all be filled up with this. They were all filled up when God got involved with it and God did something supernatural and now all of a sudden what seemed to be common was actually a, a special blessing that, that, listen, not everybody that followed Christ got to eat. But the people that were there that day did. Yes, sir. 
They didn't all see what went on. I mean, if they were in another town, another part of the, the, the country, they, they were not part of this particular miracle. But these people were. And so the magnificence of majesty is God showing who he really is. He delights in our gratitude and delights in our thanks. Why? Now, he does want to bless us. But he wants to show who he really is. Because you didn't have to convince these disciples Jesus was who he was. But the multitudes did not know him like the disciples did. And now he's showing his majesty so they will recognize him for who he really is. God's doing what only God can do. Peter couldn't do that. John couldn't do that. Only God could do that, right? And so then there's the miracle of man and meat. Provisions we can't, we can't provide for ourselves. That's what this, God said, here's the fishes and loaves. Jesus said, here they are. He gives thanks, right? And uh, all of a sudden, now there's a bounty. You could not multiply the fish and loaves. No man could do it. Can we agree there? The preacher couldn't do it. The singing group couldn't do it. The, the Baptist church couldn't do it. Uh, listen, it's only God that could do it. And so the miracle of man and meat is that when they came hungry, guess who fed them? What the disciples? See, the blessings didn't come from the disciples. They were simply instruments of God's blessing. The blessing came from God. So when you help somebody, it's not about you. It's about pointing them to Christ. You're simply an instrument, so am I. These disciples were simply the hands of God, right? God using them to do his work. That's what we are. That's, you know what it's called? Watch, servants. We're servants. If you're not a servant, you're not a disciple. And then number three, the greatest blessing. Notice this, verse 37, and they did all eat. What's that punctuation mark? And were filled. <laughs> Watch. God didn't skimp. God didn't say, listen, y'all hadn't eaten in three days. Your stomach's probably, you know, shriveled up. Probably not, not that hungry. And so we're going to give you a half a fish and a half a biscuit. Y'all ought to be happy with that. That's not what he said, was it? You and I, listen, let's be honest. Sometimes we're a little low on funds. We're a little low on food, right? We're like, well, now we're going to do this. We're going to have to ration it out. I'm just, time I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if you do that with me, I'm okay. But the rationing, I'm going to get your meat. You can have my vegetables, but I'm getting your meat. Fair enough. That's how, that's how we're going to divide it, Brother Eddie. You can have the corn and green beans. Just throw that steak on my plate and we'll, we'll call it even, right? But there, here they are. And the Lord didn't say, now listen, you, you folks need to learn how to suffer a little bit. I fasted 40 days. You've only done it four, three days. He didn't say that. He said, look, disciples, I'm compassionate. These people have been following me for three days. Hadn't asked for anything. Didn't say. They weren't like the Old Testament guys where they were murmuring and complaining, right? They weren't, the, they weren't God giving them, giving them uh, uh, manna from heaven. By the way, you do realize that the Greek for manna is Krispy Kreme donut. 
Not exactly. And they were saying, well, that's not good enough. And God said, okay, well, here's some, here's some quail. And they said, well, that ain't good enough either. They weren't saying that. Matter of fact, they'd gone three days, hadn't had anything. They weren't even leaving. They, they might have gone, they might have gone three more days just to be around Jesus. Ooh. Let me ask you something. What, what would you give up to be around Jesus? We can't, we can't give up the NFL. Right? What would you give up? I, I, I mean, let's, let's just get down where we're living. Jesus said, now here's something you're going to have to give up to be around me. What would you give up? They gave up three days of eating. I mean, to me, I don't know about you. That's, that's pretty big. We, we can't get... Give up. I can't give up my coffee now. I can't give up. I get the headache. Right? I can't I can't give up my, my Mountain Dew or my t sweet tea or whatever it is. You fill in the blank, right? We'd lose our mind not to eat for three days. They weren't complaining. They said, oh, man, we get to be around Jesus? I don't need that. The Bible said he had compassion. He didn't want them to faint. He, he knew... What you, he knew their need greater than they did. They didn't really see where they were. Jesus said, listen, guys, we've got to feed these folks. I'm not going to send them away. And they said, well, Lord, we've got a problem. We've just got a few little fish here, a little sardine, right? I think sometimes we think they've halibut fishing in Alaska you ever seen them things about big as a car or that ain't a big deal they should be able to eat off that no these are probably like you know little sardines couple biscuits they all ate the Bible said they were filled see that's the greatest blessing where are you going with this preacher see we're, man is looking for something. These people did not deserve what God was getting ready to do for them. Agree? And so the, the greatest blessing is the grace of God. They didn't earn. They didn't earn what he was getting ready to do for them. Just like you don't earn what God does for you. What we really don't deserve is what God's given us. And then... He gives them the gift of God. See, to me, that word field is that thing we're all looking for, right? Fentanyl. Fentanyl deaths in the United States, over 100,000. Well, I, I'm not smart, but I, my understanding is, but Justin, you die from fentanyl overdose when you take drugs. People don't usually take drugs unless they're looking to, to, to cover some pain, right? Or, or to escape some kind of reality. I, I understand the prescribed kind, for, but let me go there. 
There, there's some Christian folks that's hooked on drugs and they think because the doctor prescribed it, it's okay. I don't, I don't want to go there, but I'm just going to. I've been good today. So, so we got people dying from fentanyl overdose. They didn't go out and say, I'm hunting for fentanyl. They, they know the danger, right? People know the danger. But, but they're searching for something. And a lot of times it's that escape from reality. And this, this can provide it. And they don't realize that what they're taking is laced with something that could kill all of us with just a little bit, right? So they're not looking to kill their shit. They're looking for an escape. Why are they looking for escape? Because there's, there's this hole in them. And some people, they're, they're looking for that with illicit relationships and some with pride and some with power and some with alcohol. There's all kinds of things that, are, that, that we're trying to put in this hole that we have in us, right? And the devil says, just put more of it in there and it'll fill that hole. And you do that and you say, that didn't work, right? And so, with more, you can't... You can't have enough of a house, right? I mean, I mean, look at 25,000 square foot house. What are you going to do with it? Basketball court and bowling alleys. What, what are you going to do with it? Then why do people that have that still commit suicide? Right? Because there's a hole in them that only God can fill. And so they keep feeding other stuff trying to fill the hole and it never gets filled and again there's all kinds it's not just money it's not just it's drugs alcohol all this stuff you know atheism whatever it is rationalism everybody's got their own thing they're going i got to find something that's going to make me feel complete they're not full that's what i'm getting at but when you get saved by the grace of God, you, you have the Holy Ghost of God living on the inside. You're full. Matter of fact, a lot of times you're bubbling over. That's what I like, the bubbling, don't you? Some of you need to bubble a little bit. You stale, bubble. Get some bubbles in you. But that's a gift. Brother Jose, that's a gift of God. They didn't, they didn't earn... The all eat, and they surely did not earn the were filled. But if if he just had compassion, which he did on many, that that is a common blessing. But it's a great blessing. I'm not I'm not diminishing it. But it's it's what a lot of people take for granted, right? Then, then there is there is the a special blessing where all of them ate. They got those right there got to see God do something extra special in their life and let's be honest some of them probably took that for granted but then they were all filled which is a which is a supernatural thing I mean it's the greatest gift greatest blessing and you and I have it on more than a physical level but if we're not careful you know what we do we get where we're not thankful for it so I'll close with this I believe God delights in our gratitude because, again, when you look at this account, over here you had a few fish, a few loaves, 
over here you have a bounty. Matter of fact, so much they couldn't eat it all. Then right here in the middle, the Lord Jesus gave thanks. Now, I'm not standing up here tonight telling you that if you are thankful that God's going to take everything you've got and multiply it by thousands materially. But I am saying that you will have a contentment and be filled the thing that mankind is searching for. You can have it. All means all. Let's stand together.